0: well language in general is so connected to our identity and so when we learn a new language what we're really doing is we're giving ourselves another view of the world another perspective and another version of ourselves that might sound extreme but it's kind of true
1: you my friend were made for more more than the managing of schedules, keeping up with kiddos, and holding down the home front. Welcome to the Mill Spouse Mastermind Show, the podcast that empowers you to get unstuck and craft a life with more meaning and less overwhelm. I'm your host, Christine, seasoned military spouse, mom of three, and your guide to designing a life you love and growing a purpose-fueled business as a military spouse. I believe you have something valuable to offer, and when you pursue the things things that light your heart on fire, you trade frustration for fulfillment and isolation for a life of impact. It's time to discover who you are meant to be because together we can change the world. Today's conversation is with Lindsay Williams. She reached out to me with the idea that we could discuss how to help military spouses quickly learn a new language, especially if they are moving overseas or even traveling abroad. But our conversation went much deeper than that because what Lindsay does is not just teach you a language the way that you learned a foreign language in school. Lindsay is about helping you learn how to learn a language in a way that works for you. So in this episode, we discuss how the ability to learn a language is something that we can all benefit from, the three things you need to learn a new language, the two phases of language learning, and how the skill of learning a language applies to so many different areas of our life and helps us better understand both ourselves and those around us. So whether you are preparing for an OCONUS PCS to a foreign country, you are saving up to take that bucket list trip to Europe someday, or you just want to better understand and know yourself, you're going to get so much out of this conversation. Now, before we dive into the episode, I have one question for you. Are you ready to start the new year off on the right foot? Have you taken the time to figure out what you really want to get out of this year? My mission is to help you get from where you are today to where you want to be through transformational coaching. If you feel stuck or at a crossroads in life, if you need some help identifying the obstacles in your way, if you're looking for clarity and direction, if you're struggling with limiting beliefs or believing what's possible for you, then I want you to pause this episode right now and go book a free Unstuck session with me. Just click the link in the show notes to get started or you can visit our website, Go to the work with me page and see all of the coaching options available to you. Here's what I believe. Clarity and purpose are the keys to unlocking the life you want to live as a military spouse. And if you are ready to stop feeling stuck in life and step into more joy, more peace, more purpose, and less overwhelm this year, then snag your free unstuck session today. All right, here's my conversation with Lindsay Williams. Lindsay Williams is the language obsessed human behind Lindsay Does Languages, a business dedicated to inspiring independent language learners to succeed when doing it solo. Lindsay has studied over 14 different languages and developed some degree of competence in all of them, which is absolutely amazing, by the way. She came to me and said, I think this process and the ability to learn a new language is something that all military spouses and especially those moving to a foreign country can benefit from. So today we're going to unpack why that's true, how to get started, and how these skills can help you in all areas of life. So Lindsay, welcome to the Mill Spouse Mastermind Show.
0: Hello, thank you so much. What a lovely introduction.
1: Thank you. I am curious, where did this love of learning languages come from?
0: It's a good question, because it is a thing that for a lot of people, we have that early exposure to, but we just don't love. (laughs) It just doesn't stick. (laughs) Um, So I realized that, yeah, it, it might seem quite, Unusual for a lot of people, like you love languages, what? But I do, and it was it started very simply because in French club at primary school, at the end of term, we'd get croissants, and that was enough for me at that age. I was like, right, okay, I want to keep going to French club because we get croissants every term, like <laughs> that's great, and then. There was, there was always something like that. So then a few years down the line, I had kind of got bored of French because it had been very much the same stuff taught in different classes, in different rooms for like a good number of years. But I was really interested in Spanish because I liked Shakira and her album Laundry Service had some Spanish songs on it. So I was like, okay, I want to translate those. If I've learned French, I can learn Spanish same process surely let's give it a go and so there was always something just to kind of lure me in a little bit at the beginning but then after that i think there came a point where it was just pure love of language probably probably around the time when i started the business and initially i was teaching languages like private tuition driving around to people's homes and and i thought well if i'm going to be talking about this I need to be doing it myself and I was studying for my degree at the time like part-time but I didn't want to write about that that felt different that kind of you know language learning setting I wanted to do something new for myself and I started to learn Dutch that was the first language that I did completely on my own without any sort of academic input and from there I just really fell in love with this process that I was able to you know, gradually sort of develop and change and tweak each time. And it's just a constant source of joy and experimentation. There's always something new to to learn and to discover. And the more languages that you learn, the more you build up those that, that potential for connections, you know? So it's really fun to just continue to expand on all of that.
1: I love that because you can... I mean, just hear it in your voice, how much passion you have for not just the language itself, but for learning the language. And it's so inspiring when I see somebody that is doing something that really does light them on fire. But I would like to really unpack for a minute, you know, from the moment that you're like, I, I'm enjoying learning a language because learning it yourself and teaching it to someone else can be Two very different things. So how did you go from, I'm really enjoying learning this to I want to teach others how to do this?
0: Yeah, it's a good question. It was quite a gradual evolution, I suppose. So I was learning very academic kind of settings, like at school and then sixth form, which is like the sort of precursor to college, like US college. And then in terms of university, I was like, "Hmm, I don't know, not that interested. So I did it a bit differently and I did part-time distance learning with something called the Open University. I'm sure there's Mm -hmm. a US equivalent, right? And with that, it was like three live online sessions per course three actually no sorry three in real life sessions per course maybe kind of five to ten online sessions and that was it the books were sent to your door the assignments were sent to your door and you got on with it and so I developed this love out of necessity (laughs) of of self-study and having to sort of teach myself languages essentially in the beginning and and yeah I think from from there actually let me backtrack because that I started no I tell a lie I started the degree kind of 2009 and I started the business 2012 so halfway through the degree and and in the beginning like I said I was I was driving around doing tuition I'd done it kind of part time a little bit because before that I'd worked in a school I finished at 330 the salary was rubbish I was like what do I do with the rest of the day like (laughs) I have all this time and I'm not earning very much money and so I sort of started private tuition in the evenings and I thought this is good if you know if if ever the need comes this could be something I could happily do full-time and as it turns out when you do that full-time it's very demanding because you know as much as you can try to have a perfect schedule there will be some days where there is half an hour drive between your students and Mm. it's like you know rush hour traffic because everyone wants it after school hours so it was just it was good and it was enjoyable and I was teaching French and Spanish and English but then I kind of shifted online a little bit and I thought if I'm teaching online I lose that drive time I can teach more people I can work with more students that sounds great and as I moved online that was when I then kind of began To actually it was you know across the years up to this point I sort of realized that in in the schools that I'd worked in and the private lessons you know I'd go to people and they would have lessons at school but then that would be it and they'd have the hour with me per week and that would be it and it was like that's great that you've got the lesson with me but there's a lot of hours in between us meeting again and so I realized that people needed some kind of guidance on what to do. It wasn't just good enough for me to say, oh, here's your homework. There you go. Fill it out. I'll see you next week. We needed to talk more about what you're actually going to do with that homework and how you're going to bring this language into your life in between me visiting your house, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, a few years down the line after teaching languages online, I started to then work with learners of any language teaching how to learn a language because that was the thing that, was really missing, that I'd really seen this huge kind of gap of like wasn't always incorporated into language-specific lessons.
1: One of the things you say is, I don't teach languages. I teach how to learn a language. Can you talk about this distinction and why it's important?
0: Absolutely. So really, I think the expectation is that if I say I teach languages – It's very much that you think, okay, I'm going to show up and I am going to then give you lots of information. Here's a list of words. Here's some grammar rules. You're then in charge of putting it together and learning it. Right. But it's like in school when you get the vocab test and it's like, here's 10 words for next week's vocab test. Go home and learn them. You're not necessarily told how to learn them. So you go home and maybe you you try and just write them, write them, write them as many times as you can. Or you think, oh, well, in English, I remember in primary school, it would be look, say, cover, copy, and you try and emulate that process. You know, or you mm-hmm. you sort of come up with something. Or you don't come up with anything that works because... No one's told you what to do to actually learn the words. And so I see that bit as the bit in the middle. And so rather than the information is everywhere of the language itself, you know, the vocab and the grammar, that information you can get from countless sources, whether it's a book that you prefer or an online course, or whether it is that you want to have a teacher guide you through the process in itself. But really... What you then do with that information is the crucial part and how you choose to use it. And so I'm not going to give you lists of vocab (laughs) and tons of grammar rules. I'm instead going to tell you what to do with that information so that you know how to use it and how to use it best for yourself. It definitely isn't a one-size-fits-all sort of method or system or anything like that. When you have this knowledge, you can then apply it for yourself and understanding, you know, that you put yourself at the center of everything as well when it comes to language learning, because it's no good following someone else's plan. If the resource is talking about Mr. Smith on a business trip in Paris, and actually you're going to Paris because you want to have a really good holiday. It might teach you some useful stuff, but some of it isn't going to be relevant. So making Mm -hmm. sure that you tailor everything to you and to yourself as well and the experiences that you then want to have.
1: I mean, I remember when I was in school and I would cram all this information into my head so I could pass the test. And then Mm -hmm. a week later, I couldn't remember half the things that were on that test. And this is so applicable to so many areas of our lives because if all it took was having more information, we would all be able to completely change our lives and show up and do the things that we want to do, right? Because information does not equal us actually being able to show up. And we have to figure out those solutions to help us actually take the actions and apply it to our lives so that it sticks, right? And so that's what I love about the process that you're talking about and can you go back for a moment and talk about this idea of centering yourself in your experience when it comes to language learning can we can you unpack that for us
0: yeah absolutely so like I said a lot of resources have to follow someone (laughs) Or follow some kind of order, right? So either there'll be a character that stays in the book throughout the dialogues, or there'll be a mostly logical order of the, you know, the order they teach the vocab and the grammar in. But that isn't going to be the same logical order for everyone. And there can be a tendency for us to think that we have to follow a resource in order. And on the time frame that the resource states on the cover of the book right so if the if the cover of the book says Turkish in six weeks and it gets to the end of six weeks and we think oh my goodness I'm only on chapter four (laughs) I'm so far behind I'm only on week four now I'm a terrible language learner that then leads to us blaming ourselves and thinking that we're the problem when in actual fact it's more that we weren't taught how to best use that resource and make sure that we're at the center of the experience and so it is the most important thing that firstly that we have self-compassion for ourselves throughout the whole process and that we don't end up blaming ourselves and thinking that we are the problem that we're too busy or if I really cared enough I would learn it anyway all of that stuff isn't conductive and, and useful and helpful when it comes to wanting to learn a language and so we have to make sure that that's the first thing is that we allow ourselves a level of self-compassion that you know helps us to actually make progress and secondly that we recognize our strengths and our weaknesses because there are some language learners you know i i speak to a few of them <laughs> many many language learners throughout my regular working day and some people absolutely love thrive really enjoy audio only resources for example right
1: mm-hmm.
0: so audio courses things like pimsleur podcasts and they can happily plug in the headphones listen away and that's what they need to get that jump start. Whereas there are some learners, myself included, for whom audio courses, I respect them and I really want them to work for me, but I need something to do with my eyes. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I can't have audio only. I know that for me, m- my strength is when I've got audio, but also I've got transcript or I've got some notes to be listening out for or even if it's a video and I'm listening to the audio and I've got subtitles to work with just something to give me that extra layer I know that that is where I'm gonna do best right so knowing yourself and the way that you learn is just incredibly crucial because otherwise what happens is you think hmm I wonder if I could be learning German better. And so you go online and you do a quick Google search and you find 17 different blogs with 50 different ways that you could be learning German better. And you end up feeling really overwhelmed and quite anxious about the whole thing because you think, oh my goodness, I need to do all of these. I've done none of them. I'm therefore a terrible language And It leads us back to that same place. But actually, if we can look at that stuff a little bit more distance and recognize, okay, that's cool. I'm glad that that worked for this person. But I also know that if they, if audio curs- courses work for them, doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for me. So that's the second thing is just knowing yourself as a learner. And then thirdly, it's knowing yourself as a person and your general personality and, you know, what you enjoy and what you really get excited about. For some people, the, the general default is that we think, oh, grammar, rubbish, boo. <laughs> but I know lots of people who adore grammar and get really into that side of language learning. So it's really knowing what is going to light you up and excite you and what you're going to really enjoy. If you are someone who you're learning because you want to be able to understand the world around you, you know, you, you're you moving abroad, spouse has been deployed and you want to know what is you know kind of what the signs are saying in the supermarket Mm -hmm. then that is your goal that is your focus but equally if you're someone who wants to go to the supermarket and then have a conversation with someone that's fine too but you don't need to feel that if you don't want to have a conversation with someone that there's this pressure that you must speak or you must become you know an equal level in all the skills like you have to decide what you want And what suits you in terms of your personality, in terms of your learning, in terms of your goals as well. So really putting yourself front and center of the whole experience.
1: That's so good. And I've never heard anybody really explain it in that way. But so much of it does go back to our mindset and our self-talk and and what we're telling ourselves and how... We can actually hinder our progress if we're telling ourselves that we're not a great learner or that we should be doing it in a certain way or that we should be moving at a faster rate. But if we can really take that step back to number one, give ourselves that self-compassion and then number two, to know ourselves as a learner, what our learning style, how we really are able to absorb and apply information. And then number three, to know ourselves and what we want so that we're not doing something out of this is what I should be doing or this is what others expect me to do. But what do I truly value and what do I really want? That's that's really, really powerful.
0: It is. Because if you start going down that route, the shoulds become endless. <laughs> like yes. like yes. I say, you read 17 blogs with 50 different ideas. And if you take all of them as, oh, I should do this, 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 and this, it's like, whoa, oh, exhausting. It's like when you think, oh, I really want to watch more films. Where do I begin? And then you Google, you know, best films in the world, and there's like lists of fifty and a hundred. You think, oh, I just,
1: where, <laughs> I do just I, want to where do I start? With
0: start? One. <laughs> yeah, if you start at the number one on the list, then everything after that's going to be rubbish, surely. So it's like, do you start at number fifty and work your way up? Oh, that's a lot of films. So it can be really like. Oh. So you really have to just no more shoulds. The only should is that you should do what you want to do.
1: All right, so tell us if we want to learn a new language quickly. What's your process? How should we begin?
0: Yeah, quickly. That's an interesting one, isn't it? And I think the first thing I always kind of preface when we talk quickly is your expectations. So the first thing is to make sure that you're not thinking, okay, I'm going to learn French fast, Because what that means, the the default assumption that we tend to have means I'm going to be fluent, I'm going to be able to walk up to any French person and have a conversation and understand everything, right? And that isn't what's going to happen if we're going quick, right? That's not to say that we cannot do language learning quickly and effectively, because we can. We just have to firstly make sure our expectations are in line with what's possible. So that's the first thing. So just kind of bringing down your expectations a little bit but then once we've managed our expectations the second thing is to really think about the essential kind of core vocabulary and grammar to an extent but mostly vocabulary that you can get away with in a new language and it might not always be what you think <laughs> so most resources begin with hello my name is I live in I am x years old right Mm -hmm. I don't know about you but I never walk up to someone in the street and say hello nice to meet you my name is Lindsay I live in England like (laughs) that doesn't happen (laughs) so unless you're going to be going into situations that require you to constantly introduce yourself in that way we can probably just put that on hold for a little bit instead we want to be thinking about okay how do I want to use this language what is my reason for learning what scenarios do I think I'm likely to end up in and then kind of play them out in your head and think okay so I know that I'm going let's say for a holiday two-week holiday so there'll be things like checking in at the hotel you've probably done all the reservation online right you just need to do the check-in Easy. There'll be things like ordering food at a restaurant. There'll be things like buying tickets in a museum. There probably nowadays won't even be things like asking for directions because Google Maps, right? <laughs> so we can pop that off the list as well because we don't need to overwhelm ourselves. We want to be focused in. So if we're going for quick, we're thinking about the core scenarios and then we're thinking about the keywords that A, we will be listening for because A big mistake that a lot of people make is thinking about what they want to say and not necessarily thinking about what they're going to hear back, Mm. right? So the key words that you want to be listening for, anything, like if we take ordering in a restaurant as one scenario, if we've decided that that's important for us, then we want to be thinking about anything that could be kind of, not to sound dramatic, but life or death. (laughs) So if you have like food allergies, You want to know how to say, I am allergic to shellfish. That's going to be a core sentence for you, right? So those sorts of things that you can just have as full phrases. But then a lot of it is going to be piecing things together. I have, I can share the link with you, Christine, perhaps for the show notes, a a free Notion page of essential vocabulary list that people can add in for their own language. That would be Um, great. Yeah, it, it's quite. Some of them, like I say, it's not like my name is da da da. <laughs> so it might be some surprises, but they are quite useful. And yeah, once you've once you've established that list of words, then I find that it's really helpful to think about contexts. So rather than just learning them as a vocabulary list, like we remember from school, we're thinking about okay, well, when am I going to use the word? let's say, shellfish or seafood, I know that I need to add that into the sentence, I am allergic to, okay? Or if I want to be really quick, me, allergy, shellfish, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It doesn't matter if we're learning quickly, if things come out a little bit caveman-esque, right? That's totally fine. It's going to happen because we are going to make mistakes in language learning. That's important too. So getting comfortable with that is is a big one. But yeah, thinking then about the vocabulary list and the contexts that you might see each word in so that you can really think about okay, I see now why this is useful. And then thinking as well about other kind of expanding beyond That initial context. So, thinking perhaps like, okay, back to the restaurant. I know how to say, I want, I don't know, the pizza. Pizza is a nice word because it's normally the same (laughs) in every language. (laughs) I want the pizza, right? But what about if I am in the souvenir shop and I want to say, I want, and I don't need to learn all of the words for every possible souvenir. I just need to learn how to say this. And please, Mm -hmm. of course, right? So really what you're trying to do if we're going for quickly is we're trying to condense the vocabulary and the grammar and the language that we need, right? So rather than thinking, oh, I want to say I want that specific souvenir, the key ring with the blue logo and the da-da. No, don't worry about all that. I want this, please. How much? That's going to get you with the points, with the action. So don't forget the gestures. So that's really the best starting point when it comes to quickly is adjusting your expectations, focusing on essential vocab for you and your scenarios, and then thinking how you can adapt that and keep it condensed so that you're not having to trawl for lots and lots of different words when you're in the moment and using the language yourself.
1: So question, Mm. if we are going somewhere on holiday on a trip right and, and this is how we're learning the words we need to get by in that context is it the same if we are moving to another country for three to four years or do we need to adjust the way that we start learning that language
0: good question so I wouldn't say necessarily that at the very start you need to adjust the whole way that you would learn what would change is the choice of vocabulary that you decide because the scenarios are likely going to be different you're probably not going to have time to go to the souvenir shop when you're having to <laughs> you've just arrived in a country like whew, exhausted right uh, so many other things higher up on the priorities list so thinking about what those priorities are what the scenarios are when you're likely to encounter it and focus on that to begin with, and remembering that at the very beginning, no one is expecting you to be perfect, especially yourself, again, with that self-compassion, right? And then what will happen is once you've got that grounding in that same kind of quick, speedy way, then you think, okay, I've got my foundation. Now I want to take this further. I know that I'm going to be here for three, four years. How can I advance in this language beyond my kind of caveman-esque beginners stage. And so at that point, you then think, okay, I perhaps want a tutor. And now there's online tutors, so many great websites where you can find online tutors. It might be that you want to follow some kind of course or structure. I know for a lot of people, the school way (laughs) didn't work and perhaps won't work now. But for Mm -hmm. some people, it is helpful to have some kind of guidance in that way. So it could be a book, it could be an online course, something like that, even like group lessons as well. Is another possibility there. And then thinking as well about how you're going to make this a continuous part of your life. So I describe language learning as, as two phases. We have phases of speedy gains and steady growth. So speedy gains are, you are about to move. You're really, you're getting ready. You're in that quick phase. You need to learn quickly. We're not focused about it being perfect. We just need to <laughs> learn all the essentials that we can in this short time frame that we have, we arrive, things are probably quite hectic and busy. We're probably going to enter a bit of a phase there of steady growth where things are just bubbling along, ticking away in the background. So for that, what we have is we have things like apps, we have things like, you know, YouTube and and podcasts and ways that we can just increase our exposure and our time that we spend with the language so that it's just bubbling under. And then when we have the space and the capacity to enter another phase of speedy growth, where we want more intensity again, we can think about what we do with those things that we found a place for in our regular routine. So I think of a language resource, kind of like a sponge. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and mm-hmm. at first that sounds strange so bear with me it's like a sponge that is full of water and you can either kind of go bloop and just squeeze it a little bit just get a little bit from it right so when we're in that steady growth we just watch the youtube video Boop. that's it that's all we need or we can really wring out the sponge and get everything from it that we possibly can. So we're watching the video, we're pausing, we're writing down vocab, we're then making sentences with that vocab. We're really taking it a lot further on our own and getting as much from it as we can. And that's what's then gonna happen sort of further down the line as well.
1: Okay, so does it kind of ebb and flow or are there particular times where you're like, okay, I need to focus in more and then just have that steady growth phase? What does that look like?
0: there's always going to be a bit of ebb and flow kind of naturally. Like there's always going to be times when like life is (laughs) demanding more of your time and attention. And so, you know, you've got to work with that kind of to find a bit of harmony between the two, but then equally there'll be times when you do have a bit more capacity and a bit more time and energy to devote to the language. And when you want to, that's when you should dive in. So for me, when, Like now, for example, I'm getting ready, I'm going to be going to Turkey to run Istanbul Marathon. (laughs) I'm really excited. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. In like a month from as recording this. So for the past, yeah, for about the past month, I've been learning Turkish a little bit casually, because I've also had to spend a lot of time running. But (laughs) But relatively intensely, in the sense that I've done something almost every day, right? So in the mornings, I'll do my regular kind of study time. And with that, that's me sitting down with my course book and kind of reading through the notes and then putting it into my own sentences and thinking how it could be useful for me when I'm there. It's me watching YouTube videos. There's a great YouTube company for lots of languages called Easy Languages. They have an easy Turkish channel. So watching those and kind of taking bits from that as well. So that's my general study time. And then there's moments in the day when I have a bit of time to just check in on an app or, you know, just to listen to a song or just, just something really small you know sprinkled throughout the day and then in the evening sometimes there might be a little bit more time but not always but i know that if i've got that time kind of set aside in the morning then it's Mm
1: -hmm.
0: it's going to happen and i know as well that like for some people that's going to look completely different where it might be that there is no chunk of time that can be carved out and so it is purely kind of micro sessions throughout the day which is also completely fine it's mostly about you know fitting language learning around your life not trying to fit your life around language learning because if you do it the second way if you try and shoehorn (laughs) language learning in to an already packed life it's not going to feel good and then you end up feeling kind of resentful for the whole thing so you really want to make sure that whatever it looks like there is Space and there is room for you to breathe in amongst it all.
1: Well, and important that it's kind of a part of your daily routine because if you're just trying to carve out an hour a week, once a week, then none of that is really s- absorbing into the sponge, right? You're, yeah. you're having trouble because by the time you roll around to a week later, you've forgotten all of that because it's never been a part of your daily routine.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's what it's like with the lessons when I used to teach when I'd go, we'd be there for an hour in someone's house, I would teach them French, I'd come back a week later, and they wouldn't have necessarily done anything else. Right. And yeah, if you really notice a difference between the students that don't have time or don't have the, the understanding of, of how to learn a language to then be able to fill the gaps in between and the students who did have an understanding of that and were able to do something in between our lessons so yeah you're absolutely right
1: yeah i mean it's it's so similar to any type of habit that we want to become a part of our life it's it's really finding a way to infuse it into our daily life that yeah. makes the biggest difference oh that's so
0: good <laughs> infuse that's that's exactly it
1: yes So one of the things you also talk about is how language learning helps us find our own identity and a sense of purpose. How can language learning do that?
0: That's a great question. Well, there's a lot of quotes, kind of all different, but on the same vein of like, to learn another language is to possess a second soul. And you speak to a man in a language he understands, it goes to his head, you speak to him in his language, it goes to his heart. All of these quotes like this, right? And there is some truth to all of that in the sense that a language, well, language in general is so connected to our identity. And so when we learn a new language, what we're really doing is we're giving ourselves another view of the world, another perspective, And another version of ourselves. That might sound extreme, but it's kind of true. There's also (laughs) a lot of research, (laughs) quite a lot, quite a surprising amount into language learners and different personalities when they speak different languages, which I find interesting. I always think about this a lot, and I'm not fully, when I think about myself, I don't fully feel that I have a different personality. Like I still feel myself but I do feel different in a way that's hard to explain. So when I'm speaking French versus when I'm speaking Spanish, it's this, it's kind of like, I want to say mirror ball. It's kind of like a different, you know, you've just turned slightly. There's just this slight change in the, in the way that you view yourself. I don't know. And so with that in mind, when we, the more that we can understand about ourselves, through learning other languages the more that we see these different these different, slightly different versions of ourselves the more that we find our own identity the more we can expand upon that
1: that's really good i mean just the idea that learning another language is helping us learn more about who we are And going back to this understanding of how we learn and what our values are. And so that determines what we're learning. And then in the process, we're in turn learning more about who we are. We're connecting with ourselves on a new level. So then Mm -hmm. how does the skills of learning a language talk for a minute just about how these skills can be used for all areas of our life.
0: A lot of it is so transferable. So you're going to, we talked about the daily habit, right? Maybe it's a weekly lesson that you have and then there's a daily habit of something in between. That is habit forming, right? Mm -hmm. That is time management. That's planning. That's productivity, which can be applied to so many areas of our life. If we think about, well, I I said I'm learning Turkish because I'm going to... Istanbul Marathon, right? So many parallels between sport and and physical exercise and and language learning. So for the marathon, I need to think about a plan, a training plan of how far I want to run each week and what day I'm going to fit it in and all of that. Same for language learning. If I, if I know I'm going through something with a deadline, where there's some level of intensity required. I need to think about a bit of a plan. <laughs> I can't just show up each day <laughs> and hope for the best. So there's elements there again of time management and planning and really, you know, understanding more about ourselves in terms of what we are capable of and what we can fit in. And again, so then that then crosses over to lots of different areas. We mentioned about how just, just now about how it's this other view of ourselves and this expansion of understanding of ourselves, but also it's the understanding of others too, because so much of culture is embedded in language that it's just impossible even to learn the word hello and not understand something else about the culture that that language or cultures that that language is connected to and therefore with learning another language not only do we understand and expand our understanding of the individual but also our understanding of the world as a you know as a, as a sort of global question and that then increases our tolerance so just that in itself, being able to have this greater appreciation and tolerance for others, wow, oh, that's major. Imagine if, imagine if the world was just more tolerant. Like, what a good place. <laughs> so there is a lot that just really crosses over to so many areas of our life. And when we find something in language learning that really lights us up and, and, and it is exciting for us, often it's the stuff that is something we care about anyway. So I mentioned how with Spanish at the very, very beginning, it was I wanted to translate Shakira lyrics. And I still love Shakira and I adore so much music that is in Spanish and it all stems back to that. And so that's this other huge sort of facet of my identity is this kind of sort of reggaeton version of myself, if you like, you know? And so there's so many interests That's the great thing about language learning is that whatever you're interested in, you can use language as a tool. You can use that as a tool, rather, to learn more language. Does that make sense? You can kind of combine everything with language. And so, not only does it give you all these transferable skills, but it gives you something that you can incorporate into all these areas of your life, too. Another thing would be confidence. And actually, hand in hand with confidence would be vulnerability, because just merely to exist in an environment where another language is used is incredibly incredibly vulnerable situation to put yourself in Mm -hmm. incredibly not to understand what's going on around you as an adult like why would we voluntarily do that (laughs) you know that's huge and so when we can put ourselves in that vulnerable of a position and come out the other end that is a huge confidence booster and so Gaining that from language learning, that then is just something that you can apply and reapply and reapply to other areas of your life, countless, countless times.
1: I mean, it's so powerful because when we put ourselves out there in those uncomfortable situations, like they are uncomfortable. It requires that vulnerability, but that truly leads us to that path of growth and learning and and improving ourselves and as you as you mentioned, just our outlook on the world and the way that we view other people. It in all of the times that I have traveled and I've tried to immerse myself in other cultures, you just get this much greater perspective of the world because sometimes now I will say as military families, we we do get that broader perspective as we move around. But for many people that have grown up in the same area, that have, you know, just surrounded themselves with like-minded people, it's hard to understand that that's not everyone's experience. And so the more that we are moving new places, the more that we are experiencing new cultures, it just gives us a greater appreciation for and a broader understanding and more empathy for the world and, and how not everyone has the same experience that we have.
0: Oh, you're making me so happy right now.
1: (laughs) Yes. Well, I would love for you to talk about what you do and how you help people learn languages. Tell us about your business.
0: Yeah. So there's a few ways that I work with people. There's a few sort of self-study options. Obviously we're talking about how to learn languages solo, right? So some of What I do is very much self-study. So there's an online course focused on how to learn a language, successful self-study, and there's some smaller products as well. 100 Creative Ideas is, is one of my favorites, which is if you've, learn a language in a classroom and then in adulthood you're like oh but it was so boring that's what you need to like expand your understanding of what it means to learn a language and how we can do it but the main way I work with people is in Language Life which is a program all about how to learn a language in the best ways for you so it's not like a one-size-fits-all method it is very much like we're going to talk about the knowledge, we're going to talk about the application of that knowledge. And that's how we work. So there's the self study curriculum. And then we have lots of regular chances to practice the language. And then there's the direct support from me as well in that. So yeah, that's, that's how I work with, with, with language learners. Yeah. All
1: right. So you're going to have the download for us that will be linked in the show notes. Are, is there anywhere else that people can go to connect with you?
0: Yeah, the best place is the website, which is yep. com. It's lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y.
1: <laughs> Perfect. I will have all of that linked in the show notes below. Please go check that out. Lindsay, thank you so much for coming on the show today and having this conversation with us. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much, Christine. This has been really fun.
1: Okay, friend. I hope you will go check out all of those links in the show notes and if you are moving overseas or taking a trip in the next year i highly recommend connecting with lindsay she was such a joy to talk with and i love having conversations with people who are doing the thing that they are passionate about that really lights their soul on fire because you just Feel that passion, that purpose. And Lindsay is such a prime example of this. And I know that she can help so many of us really find a way to learn and really make the most of where we are stationed. All right, friends, I hope you have an amazing week. I will meet you back here again next week. Until then, may you live build, fueled, and full of joy. Hey, friend, before you go,